You're listening to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast, where we talk about faith, friendships, and feature boss women from the Black Girls of Purpose community. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls of Purpose. Hey, Purpose Peeps, we're back with the second episode of our Salt and Light series. I hope that you were able to listen last week as we talked about what it means to be salty in our society. We talked specifically about the different processes that salt goes through when it's being purified so that it can be used for different purposes. And we talked about how in the same way that salt in the olden times and the biblical times was used for different purposes, we as Christians are used for different purposes. We may be called to the mission field. We may be called to write books or songs for God. But in order for, to be used to our full capacity, we have to go through some things. And so today, we're actually going to focus on being light. We talked about salt last week. We're going to talk about light actually for the next three weeks. Coming out of that same passage of scripture, Matthew 5, 14 through 16, and today we'll be focusing specifically on verse 14. So if you are ready to start today's lesson, then let's get into the series. I'll be trying to make it into heaven though, but you'll be trying to knock me off my course though. Voices in my head screaming YOLO, yeah, but you only die. Before we dive into today's lesson, I wanted to invite everyone listening to join our Black Girls of Purpose community by doing two things. First, I invite you to subscribe to our email list by going to blackgirlsofpurpose.org slash join and entering your email address in the box on the screen. By doing this, you'll be subscribing yourself to different emails from me, including promotions that we'll have coming up, as well as events and just notes I like to send throughout the week. Also, follow us on Instagram at Black Girls of Purpose if you're not already. It's a great place to stay connected with our community, continue the conversation from our podcast episode, and get some encouragement for your week. Now, with all those housekeeping things out of the way, let's get into the episode for today. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 reads, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, as I said, we're focusing on specifically on verse 14 of this passage, which says, you are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. When I was pushing this episode on our Instagram, I shared that many people often speak fondly of the moment when they accepted Jesus Christ as their savior and the days that followed after it. It seems like those who accepted Christ later in life all say that they hit the streets eager to tell everyone about him. In these moments, their lights are shining bright as a visual representation of the passion and fire they have for the Lord and everything that he's done for them. But at some point, those shining beacons of light start to dim. Despite being called to be cities on a hill, situations come in our lives that spark in us a desire to be hidden. And then all of a sudden, content with our own salvation in God, we stop trying to bring about someone else's. Or, bound by guilt and shame, we doubt our own salvation. Or, in the most tragic of all situations, burdened by the problems of this world, whether it be sickness, loss of a loved one, loss of a job, or financial distress, 
we turn away from God completely and become children of darkness. The pressure to live righteously just becomes too much, so we decide we're not going to do it. And though I understand why the temptation can be really appealing, we have to remember that we are not here for us. We are here on assignment. We're not even in charge of our own positioning. If you think about a building, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden, it didn't place itself on the hill. It was built there. And that's how it is with God. He built us and he's our foundation. So with all this in mind, how do we keep our light from becoming dim? Well, I'm so glad you asked because it gives me the opportunity to answer your question. The first requirement is that we refuse to walk down dark paths. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Which means that we can always look to God's word for direction. If you're ever in a situation where you feel like you may be called to compromise your beliefs, then that's where we have to say, God, I need your help. I need you to help me. And we talked about in a previous series how scripture says, no temptation has overcome you except what is common to men. But with every temptation, God will provide a way of escape so that you are able to endure it. It's no secret that we live in a dark society. And this doesn't mean that you have to stay cramped up in your room all the time. But again, that's where we go in and we ask God for help and we ask him for discernment. Now, as I talk about this, I think about a dark alley, right? If you've seen any kind of scary movies, you know that a lot of things can happen in the dark. But if we refuse to even go down those paths, then we don't have to worry about tarnishing our testimony. And also, if we find ourselves in a situation where we know that we're supposed to be the light in that dark place, and I just think about it as using your flashlight wherever you go. You say, okay, I'm going to go into the dark, but I'm bringing my flashlight with me. And you can think of that as the word of God, that you have it built into your heart and then you also are bringing it with you physically. James 1.21 reads, So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God that he has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. That's what we have to believe. That in and of our own strength, it's going to be easy to blend in with society But if we lean on the word of God, if we look to him to be the light that we need, then we'll be able to avoid those dark paths and keep on shining. The next thing that happens after we avoid those dark paths, if we're going to keep shining brightly, is we have to repent of old ways. Even if you're not sinning now, the enemy will constantly try to use old sins to keep you from shining. But he can't use those things against you if you confess them openly. Scripture says in Job 22:23, if you return to the Almighty, you will be renewed. If you banish injustice from your tent and consign your gold to the dust and gold of Ophir to the stones and the wadis, the Almighty will be your gold and your finest silver. Then you will delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will pray to him and he will hear you and you will fulfill your vows. When you make a decision, it will be carried out and light will shine on your ways. And I love, I read all the way through 28, but I love verse 28. When you make a decision, it will be carried out and light will shine on all of your ways. And then this particular um, passage that I read, because you're probably like, what, gold of Ophir and the stones and the wadis. This whole passage is just talking about repentance ultimately. And that's all that we need in our lives or the main piece that we need in our lives to continue to live righteously because you could be the best Christian on the earth 
and have a moment of weakness or something. And the enemy can use that to try and completely wipe out your testimony. But if you have a heart of repentance that says, Lord, I did mess up. I need you to forgive me. Then you can continue shining. So, so far we said that if we're going to be children of light and not children of darkness, if we're going to be that city on a hill that cannot be hidden, we must do two things. First, we must avoid walking down dark, dark paths. And second, we must repent of old ways. But lastly, if we're going to shine our lights for God, if we're going to be that city on a hill that cannot be hidden, then we must be bold in sharing our testimony. This is our most powerful witness, and it helps us, it helps other Christians, and it helps those who don't believe. This makes me think of a conversation I was having with my dad the other morning. I was in my time of Bible study and I heard him, he was about to leave for work and I just went down and talked to him and we just talked about scripture and what God has done for us for like 30 minutes and it gave me that boost I needed to start my day. And I know it's encouraging because as you're sharing, you're also able to remember, oh wow, this is what God has done for me along the way. I'm not sure if you have been listening to the podcast for how, or how, for how long you've been listening to the podcast, but during one of our series, we talked about Romans, or Revelation 12, 11, that says that the enemy is defeated by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And I think this even goes with sharing the gospel. Sometimes we're like, oh, you know, I don't really know. Romans road, or I don't really know the, the specific steps to salvation. Okay, let's not be formal. Let's just say, hey, I can't tell you a lot of stuff, but I can tell you what God has done for me. And it makes me think of the blind man that Jesus healed. They were like, okay, well, you know, who's this man that healed you? And where is he? And and he was just like, I can't answer all those questions, but this one thing I do know, I was blind and now I see. And you may not be able to quote scripture like the best theologian, but you can say, this is what God has done for me. And I know that I have had to realize that as well in my own story, because there was a time where I was really looking to go to seminary and God may one day open that door for me. But I was like, okay, God, well, if I'm going to be out here teaching your word or writing books about you, then I need to have a seminary degree. And God's not looking at that. He's like, okay, you don't, Who cares about a seminary degree? There are people with seminary degrees who aren't actually following me. Just start with telling people what I've done for you recently. And then if you need more education, then I'll supply your need. A great encouragement in scripture in this comes from 1 Peter 2 and 9, and it reads, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. It can be that simple, honestly, that you say, okay, I was in a period of darkness. I pushed through it by the power of God, by the grace of God. I was blind and now I can see. This passage of scripture is such a picture perfect example of my own testimony. And you'll have to excuse me if I've shared this previously, but... 
I am someone who was born and raised in the church. I was baptized at the age of nine, I think. Um, but I didn't come to know Jesus as my personal savior, where I was interacting with him daily, really seeking his will for my life until I was maybe 19. It was my sophomore year in college, and um, I was in a period of darkness and basically cried out to the Lord, like, Lord, I need you to do something. I need you to save me. There was a guy that I was interested in dating and I thought for sure that he was interested in dating me so much so that I told him that I thought he was my husband and he laughed in my face and you would have thought, okay, sis, that's an indication that you need to go. You need to do something else. Clearly he doesn't see what you see. But I thought, oh my gosh, Lord, like this is excellent. You give the, given the revelation to me before you give it to him. And this is just going to be a part of our testimony. But then during our Christmas break of my sophomore year, he called me and he asked me very boldly how to ask someone else to be his girlfriend. And y'all, I thought he was talking about me. He was like, yeah, I'm thinking about asking this girl to be my girlfriend. What do you think? And I thought again that he was talking about me. But then he told me her name and her name was not Bree. And I had to play it off like, oh, yeah, sure. Like. Here are some great ideas for asking girls to be your girlfriend, but I was crushed internally. I remember getting off the phone with him and I just felt so rejected. I was like, God, why won't anyone choose me? And God said, I chose you. I say that you are chosen. I call you royalty. You're looking around at men to affirm your identity. You're looking around at your friends to affirm your identity. Your identity is found in me. And that's why I started Black Girls of Purpose, because I was like, okay, there are other people who probably think the way that I did, that their identity is found in something external and not found internally, that something it's something that God has placed inside of them, and they only need to discover him to figure out who it is that they're supposed to be. And I think that if we all, as the body of Christ will be bold in sharing our testimonies. We will see so many people come to the faith because it makes it real for them. That if you're just this high and lofty person who always is casting out judgment, or if you are this person who seems like they've never been through anything, then that person's like, okay, well, I'm glad God works for you, but he doesn't work for me. But if you say, no, let me tell you, I've been where you've been. I was there <laughs> last week and here's how God delivered me then it can it can change everything but that only happens when we refuse to take our eyes off God and we continue to remain salty <laughs> and we are, are just continue to be lights in our neighborhoods our cities our states our nations our entire communities we have to refuse to grow dim and recognize that every temptation to do so is a distraction, a deception, or a lie from the enemy. And I heard that from a sermon that someone shared a couple weeks ago, that we're never called to dim our lights. And if we feel like we are, then that's just a temptation from the enemy. So I want to encourage you um, just to keep on shining, to refuse to walk down dark paths, to confess of any old sin and repent so that you the, the enemy can't use that against you. And then lastly, to share your testimony. 
I think even those last two pieces, sharing your testimony and repenting of old ways, they kind of go hand in hand because I, I tell one of my mentees, if you just acknowledge something before the Lord, then the enemy can't use it anymore. And if you acknowledge it in you know, the company of, of many people, scripture says, confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. So sometimes you may be in a situation where you're like, okay, I confess my sin to God and I still don't feel like I have what I need or I still don't feel qualified to have this ministry. Okay, well, have you shared your testimony with anybody else? Have you confessed your sins to anybody else? And if not, then maybe you can start praying that God will bring in that accountability that you say, okay, Lord, I need one or two sisters in Christ, one or two brothers in Christ who I can say, hey, man, I'm really struggling. This is what I did last night. This is what I did last week. But I want God to completely remove that sin from me. And that ties in perfectly with our verse of the week. Um, It comes from Hebrews 10. I'm going to read 21 through 23. And it says, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promises faithful. God is a faithful God, y'all, and God is a God of forgiveness. And I don't know where you are in your walk with him, but I know because of this series, that he wants you to shine brighter for him. That maybe you've been saved for four years and nobody knows about it. Maybe you just got saved last week and you haven't told anyone. You haven't told your family or your friends. And he's not necessarily looking for you to be a theologian. He just wants you to say, hey, this is what God did for me. And and because he wants you to show them that he can do it for them. I promise you that just by your commitment to walk in obedience, God will give you everything that you need. He is all about willing hearts and he is the one who wants us to shine brightly. So as we prepare to close, I just wanna put up a quick prayer for everyone who's listening. Dear Lord, thank you for this day, God. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the assignment to be light and darkness, Lord. Um, I know that the enemy will come in often and try to tell us that we are not qualified, that we are not fit. But Lord, I thank you that you are the one who called us in your words as in Ephesians 2 and 10, that we are created in, uh, we were created for good works that you predestined beforehand. And so, God, I just pray that we would focus on you in this season and not on our own ability, that we would understand that if we are following you, then we will always have everything that we need. Your word says that we can be equipped for every good work. That's what it says in 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And so I pray that you would give us the grace that we need. God, I pray for everyone who's listening to this podcast who feels like they've fallen away from you, Lord God. I pray that they would believe that you they can be redeemed, that they can turn away from their sin, Lord God, and you will throw it into the sea of forgetfulness because that's what your word promises. I also pray that you would give them the boldness that they need to not walk in, walk down dark paths or walk in dark places, that there are certain people who've been in bondage, Lord, previously, that they say, well, you know, I've always battled with this addiction, so I can't get rid of it. But Lord, I I know your word says that whom the son sets free is free indeed. So Lord, we just confess our unbelief that you can set us free, uh, if whether it be from sickness, whether it be from addictions, whether it be from heartbreak, whatever the case may be, Lord, that you are a God who is 
complete and perfect. And so we can be complete and perfect in you. And so just, I just pray that you will give us that, that faith to believe. Lord, I also pray that we will repent of all of our sins, Lord. And I just, I, I repent of any sins that I've committed, Lord, knowingly or unknowingly, because I don't want anything tarnishing my testimony, Lord. I want to have that breastplate of righteousness. I want to be a woman of integrity, someone who, no matter where you meet, if you meet me at the house, if you meet me at the prayer room, if you meet me at Walmart, wherever I am, that I am a woman of consistency, Lord. And I pray that for all of those who are listening, God, that they will be people of integrity, that they don't feel like they have to put on a mask or parade around for anybody Lord God but that they would just say this is who God has created me to be in him is where I find my identity and lastly Lord God I pray that they would share their testimony your word says that we are called to uh, clear the praises of the one who called us out of darkness and into their marvelous light Lord God and so I just pray that we would shine brightly that we would share and say this is what God did for me he he paid off my debt he took care of my children when I was sick he healed me completely. I've seen over the past few weeks, just miraculous healings of different people, Lord God, from babies to adults, Lord God. And I just thank you that you are a God who still heals, Lord God, that you are not confined to the Old Testament, Lord, that you are still living and active in our lives. And so I just pray that we would believe that, Lord God, and that we would keep pressing. I pray that we will not back down no matter what happens, Lord God, that your word says we should not be, uh, that the, the righteous one will live by faith. So I pray that we would be that righteous one that you are describing and that you would just help us in the upcoming days. We thank you in advance for the opportunity to share our testimony with someone who needs it, whether it be a complete stranger or someone that we are living with, Lord, a sister uh, in Christ, a friend, a complete stranger, whoever it is, Lord God, I just pray that people will come to salvation as a result of us being bold and shining our light on them. I pray that you will continue to shine your light on us, Lord God, that your word would continue to give us direction. And I ask all these things in the mighty son of Jesus, his name, amen. Hey, Purpose Peeps. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode for this week. I want to encourage you, if you're not already, to subscribe to the podcast. We are on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher, just to name a few. So as I always say, whether you're team iPhone or team Android, we've got something for you. Uh, lastly, please, 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 if you did not earlier, join the Black Girls of Purpose community by visiting blackgirlsofpurpose.org join. You'll get a series of emails from me, including our free Purpose Pathway Guide that helps you figure out what on earth you're here for. So if you've ever asked that question, what on earth am I here for? What are my gifts? What are my talents? What is my purpose? Then I encourage you to subscribe to our email list and join our Black Girls of Purpose community. Lastly, I do want to share our verse of the week and our song for the week. So our verse for the week we read previously it comes out of Hebrews 10, 21 through 23. And it says, and since we have a high great, a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. Our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water. Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And then our song for the week comes from Lauren Daigle. It's called Salt and Light, and it's perfect for this series. So um, I hope that you will go and listen to that song. And then remember just the main verse of this week, not necessarily our verse of the week, but the verse that we've been meditating on for this particular episode is Matthew 5, 14. 
a city on you are for you are the light of the world a city on a hill cannot be hidden so don't try and hide yourself this week if people feel like you're doing the most if they feel like you're being overly religious then you just be what you've been called to be because it's you so you can't dim your light so I hope that you'll go out into the community this week into your neighborhoods to your households into your churches and you will shine brightly talk to you next week it's never that easy to choose purpose but i would die to my flesh live a life of worship i'm really 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 trying to make it into heaven i'm trying to him say two words like well done